So, um, first of all, hello everyone. Hi. Welcome to London. Welcome to London to all of you. Would you be kind enough to like pass the mic all the way down the line and just say, can you just introduce yourselves? You are... Hello. Hello. <laughs> That's perfect. That's exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> so, we have the Arised all the way from the Ukraine. Yep. And yep. we have young Mr. Frederick Robinson all the way from Basel. And we are here in North London, which makes us feel very good. So, first of all, I should say how delighted I am to actually meet you all. Because as a band, is this your first visit as the Arised to London? And the, I mean, the, the Arised actually started in 2014? Yeah, yes, maybe. No, first, re- first <laughs> maybe. <laughs> first release was on uh, to, to in 15... In February, February, our first EP called Desire. Mm. And so, tell me why? What? Why did the Arised come together? Because we should just explain that two of you have your kind of drum and bass backgrounds, as yep. Detail and Hidden Element. Sonia, you were working in pop music. Bef- I'm, I'm working a lot. So. Solo. And so, how did you? So, how did you come together as a group, or, or why did you come together as a group? Uh, we've met in, through the internet, basically, as in, we all do. Yeah, course. yeah. In, back in 2012, okay. I guess. Yeah. Uh, me and Igor were chatting a lot in the internet, and in 2014, I guess, we met at the club where the guys playing. Mm-hmm. So. And then we like to do maybe one or two tunes, mm-hmm. and one of them was not drum and bass at like 125 BPM. Okay. Well, and then when we finished it, we were thinking about the vocals, and our mutual friend uh, Roman from uh, another band uh, introduced us to Sonia. Uh-huh. And she recorded the vocals like uh, just without words, like melody. Okay. And from that, I guess, all things start. And the first, the first thing that we knew about the Arised was the song "Pray." Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for once, instead of just listening to like an MP3, we watched a video. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think for everyone at hospital and med school. It was the video that kind of had the impact. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. it was all of you, yeah, yeah playing together in the studio, <laughs> uh, performing live, and that's what really kind of got us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, y- you were quite quick to film yourselves as a band. Was that was that a, uh, a particular decision? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We was like we meet each other, uh, did this tune and decide to like record this video to show that this is electronic music but we are playing it live. Your eyes make me want to smile Now I know we're 
Like it was really unusual to us that um, such an unknown artist could have such a, a professional f- film, not 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 just the performance, but the actual film. We were like, you know, we myself and Tony and Tom, and we we sat and watched it about five times. And I was, you know, because I love the song and I love the performance, but you know, you have a number of cameras. Yeah. And it's done at, you know, it's done at such a high uh, kind of professional quality, mm-hmm. you know, that we were really kind of thinking it was it, it was the video that m- made us want to sign the band. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Because yeah. it, 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 we were captivated by the performance. So is this and, and you're in Kiev yeah. in the Ukraine, yeah. uh, which we understand being in London is uh, a very different kind of city with a lot of other issues. Yeah kind of going on so we were we were really taken aback mm. in a very very positive way it's like did, I mean do you also have like a, a like a bigger sort of like group of friends of like filmmakers and are, are these just people that because well, here this would cost us a lot of money to yeah. make this right <laughs> yes we, we have a lot of friends and this video was uh, was was made by Vadim Uvazhny okay. uh, it's a, it's our friend he also shoot uh, shooting It's Over live yes right yeah. and uh yeah. A room for one for room for one for show showcase live, okay. and right. he may make this artwork for for us. If it, you know, it seems to me that in a way maybe he, uh, uh, as your kind of filmmaker, is almost is almost like being part of the band. Do you know what I mean? You know. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, like Prey. I mean, Prey now has over like one million streams on Spotify, which I think is pretty amazing, right? Being out there in Kiev and you have like a filmmaker and a camera crew who are able to kind of document your performances like like the video for It's Over is also, you know. But this video was shooted by like one man, this guy. Just one guy? Yeah, one with guy. three cameras. He did all of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, one guy. Two, cameras. Two, two or three cameras, I don't remember. <laughs> so yeah. But then, and then he went on to do the It's Over yes. film. And then also the, the the live performance videos for the album. Yep. So, I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a kind of a, like a, a a key part of your identity. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. You know. And so I guess we have to hope that maybe like moving forward, maybe we'll maybe we should like get him on the sofa and he could be just be part of the band. <laughs> so now, like now you're here in London, and tomorrow you're going to play hospitality in the park. Yeah. Uh, what do you? I don't know. What I, I'm interested to know. What What do you expect? Oh. I mean, you know, you know, it's like a. It, I mean, it's our first kind yeah, of yeah. festival, but the, I, I'm not sure 
for, as a band for the first time being in London. Yeah, this is difficult. And you're going to play that show. Yeah, because we don't know how the crowd will respond. Because we never done the show outside the Ukraine, like mm-hmm. they raised. Mm. And we're hoping for the best, but <laughs> we're a little bit nervous. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm pretty nervous myself, <laughs> but I'm nervous for all sorts of reasons. But I mean, I, I would hope that, um, you know, given that the med school and hospital have been supporting the band now for like a year and a half, and, w- you know, me, Tony, Mallet, all, all of us have been saying this is a big deal. Like, the band have never been here before. Yeah. And now they come to play like the biggest show that we've ever done, you know. It's like it's it's a real it's a big moment for the for the company and um, I, you know I've already seen so much uh, conversation online mm-hmm. people from because we have a big international audience coming for the show and so many people talking about the band so um, hopefully it'll be something quite yeah. quite special. Yeah. yeah. Frederick, talk. Talking about the Arise playing a hospitality show. So, how was it for you? You came over and you played um, hospitality at Building Six in November. Yes, right? I did. Uh, so, similarly, like you know, f- for you as an artist, similar to the Arise, it's not kind of drum and bass that that you write and produce specifically. Same as the Arise. So, how did how did you find that performance at Building Six? I mean, usual drum and bass nights have a lot of energy, mm-hmm. and I was—I spent a lot of time thinking about whether I should play some more drum and bass, play versions of my music, mm-hmm. more drum and bass, not just not to uh, uh, to fit in, kind of. Mm. But uh, by now, I just I just play everything on a slightly higher energy. And you have—I mean, I'm, I'm right in saying that you have a slightly different kind of live setup because I mean, it's not a DJ set. Yeah, and it's not uh, drums and bass and guitars like the Arise. True. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the kind of uh, things that you use in, within your performance? I used to just play a bunch of different instruments and then organize them uh, with electronic controllers. Okay. So I would try to play all different parts of a band. Okay. And um, then organize the individual elements, loop them, and right. then just try to keep keep the whole thing going. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point, I thought it's uh, that's not really what I want to do, because I mean, who am I to play a drummer? I'm not a drummer, or who am I to play a to play a bassist? I'm not a bassist. I, I'm an electronic musician. So there are other things which mm-hmm. I would prefer to do and prefer to do on a stage and present that part of me. Uh-huh. So now I have, um, well, the, the basic structure of the music is prepared, is mm-hmm. what I do. Yeah. And then I have a selection of controllers and uh, analog synthesizers okay. who, who play these individual elements. And uh, I control the, uh, the in- intensity and the overall sound. Do you find that in a, in a show or in a, in a performance for you, do you think do you think that the audience truly understand all the different things that you're doing? No, no. <laughs> no, but I also think it's it's that important. I mean, if if you want to do that, you really have to make a big deal out of mm. everything you're doing. But um 
because like I know that for myself and for like Chris and for my lit like like often we'll be watching you and you kind of want to say you almost want to turn all the lights on and go do you know what he's doing he's doing all these different things he's, he's, he's putting in a lot of effort here like you know it's in i think one of the things for a lot of us now like 2016 there's now a kind of uh an apathy about performance because so many djs or bands are playing off a laptop and there's nothing happening yeah <laughs> but they make it look like there's a, there's a lot happening and I, I know from knowing you that you know you've you've put so much energy and effort into maybe building your own instruments or finding different ways to kind of create different sounds. But often in a in a nightclub, it's dark. You're behind. You're on a stage, and you have a young crowd who they like the music, but they don't really understand maybe what's happening. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, when I when I decide what I do on stage, I mean, basically, if you have all these tools and all these programs and everything, you can decide what it is you want to do on stage. Mm -hmm. And I choose what I want to do um, in a way that makes it for me engaging yeah. to be on stage. Because what's what's really a I I don't like the situation of being on stage and being not required for a minute. Or, or more so when I have the feeling nice it. yeah so when I have the feeling I could now have a drink or smoke a cigarette uh, without the music uh, music dying down or the tension disappearing then yeah. I feel really useless on stage because I mean why would I why would I go somewhere travel somewhere and um, and do something like that it's it feels really awkward for me and if you see somebody on stage feeling awkward, you know that's what you notice. You don't need to know exactly what he's doing, but if if I have the feeling that what I'm doing is important to keep the music alive, mm. that's a that's a certain kind of energy that I feel, and that's what comes across. I have a I have a note from Mullet, and Mullet, Mullet said that when you used to suffer from a lot of stage fright. I did, yeah. Like, yeah. Quite Pre re quite quite recently, you used to suffer from stage fright. Uh, well, it's. It's been over for maybe a year now, but okay. all the shows I've I don't mean I don't want this to be painful, but <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean it's over now. I'm happy to talk about it. But um But that must be like you know, that must be super hard, you know, if that's actually happening and you're booked to go play a show and you're a solo performer. I mean at least it, like there's four of these guys, but like, you know, you're going on stage on your own <laughs> and you're like I mean I uh I just knew how it would go. I mean, around two weeks before the show, I would just start feeling bad, and <laughs> life would not be fun anymore. <laughs> until five minutes, until five minutes into when I actually started playing, and afterwards, I was always very happy and proud and satisfied with what I did. Mm. But um, it was just not very comfortable because it was just a like a sword hanging over your head. But that's over now. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Song by the Arised. <laughs> So, guys, um, you you started writing your your album last year, maybe like last summer, last autumn, when you. Our our album started with the Desire EP. Okay. It's from uh, 15 year, from uh, from Fe from February 15. Okay. Was the and was the kind of writing process 
So the the finalizing of the album was in autumn of mm-hmm. 15 and yeah. that's why I guess the album sounds like moody melancholic and because it was cold yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like half of the tracks were finished in may i guess because we can play alive with like four tunes from desire p mm-hmm. so that's why we need to write some more tunes i'm right in saying that in i think it was in december you performed on the x factor mm-hmm. in ukraine yeah, yeah. So, so it's a big deal for you guys to go on, right? Yeah. Good deal. It's, it's. I suppose the thing is, like for us, it's like it, it, it's, it's quite hard for us to imagine that situation. You know, like over here, of course, as you know, the X Factor is you know, is also a massive show, but very, it's just kind of ridiculous pop music and lo- lots of bullshit. So, it's very unlikely in London that we would have a medical artist playing on the X Factor. So to see you playing, you know, it was amazing. But it's, so it's quite hard for us, like, you know, me and Mullet and so many of us, we just, we, we, this, this is crazy. To play such a mainstream show, how, like, how was that experience for you? I don't know, we just playing three songs. I don't know about the experience. Uh, no, I, I think the, this show help, help us to bring more people to, to us. No, m- many people watching TV in Ukraine, so yeah. they they will see how we're playing and our, they will will hear our music. Absolutely, absolutely, definitely. Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, we felt very proud, and like we couldn't we could only watch it on YouTube, but it was still like that was still like a big moment, right? Yeah. You know, really yep. amazing. Yep. And you had your, your your launch party was on a rooftop in Kiev. Uh, yep, we're playing uh, six or seven songs with uh, acoustics, with acoustic guitar, with Sonia. Uh, we uh, we see a lot of people coming to to see the launching of our album. Uh, it it was it was an amazing, yeah, just amazing. I mean, it must be you know, it, it's hard for a lot a lot of us to kind of maybe understand how the uh, how the scene is in Kiev. But also, I would imagine that you know you have a lot of fans who must be very proud of you, right? Also, we have a lot of haters. <laughs> <laughs> we all have haters. Yeah, because we like <laughs> that's y- a that, that's a badge of honor. Yeah, but to have haters. Uh, we like Ukrainian band, which is singing in English, but not in Ukrainian. That's why they're thinking that we are not Ukrainian band. Really? Yeah. yeah. What you actually have people in Kiev who don't think you're Ukrainian? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. A lot of them. A lot. <laughs> uh, when I speak in, uh, speak Russia on the stage, mm-hmm. they oh my god, this is because they actually guys. Think, they, they, they think maybe you've come over from London or yeah, from yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like mm. British label English and all stuff, these vinyls and mm. not many of Ukrainian bands have none of the Ukrainian bands have a. Uh, contract with the British label. Mm-hmm. Not many of them have uh, vinyls. Yeah, right. So that's that's why. And ha- like in, in the Ukraine, and p- particularly in in Kiev. I mean, uh, if you want to if you want to buy music, mm-hmm. where do you go to buy music in Kiev or Ukraine? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Torrents. <laughs> but you know, yeah. but I mean, but not many of the people are buying music. Mm. 
in which Ukraine. is the same here. Yeah. Not many people here are buying music. Uh, but do you do, like in Kiev? Do you still have a you know? Do you still have the the culture of of, of record shops or CD shops or cafes we got and like bars? In Kiev, maybe five, right maximum. Uh huh. And almost every uh, single vinyl is like back in nineties and eighties right. without like new music. Mm. So that's kind of problem. So. Everyone uh, buying the vinyls through the red eye and the online shops. So, if 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 uh, if a fan of the Arise living in Kiev wants to buy your new album on vinyl, yeah, they have to go on the internet and buy it from somewhere in England. Yep. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that kind of sucks, doesn't it? Really? <laughs> Frederick, you you are just coming up to releasing your second album. Yes. Which is called Flea Waltz. Yes. Why is it called Flea Waltz? Um, it's called after a track on the album, which is called Flea Waltz. And why is the track called Flea Waltz? The, the track is called <laughs> Flea Waltz because it's... Um, well, I was starting to make it, and I wanted to have a nice concept behind it. So I thought to myself, okay, here's something fast and not intensive. <laughs> but it's your and, and, it, and it's and it's your second album, yes. Um, because the the debut album was released on BMT, aka Blue Martin Music, uh, three years ago. Correct, two, four years ago, Chris. Three. Thank you. Two thousand three years ago. Three years ago. <laughs> exactly. Um, the very lovely mixed singles. Um, signals. Signals as opposed to singles. I was thinking about. Can we play Mullet? Can we play? Um, <laughs> can we play Theme Park? Young Chris Marigold was just informing us that that's actually filmed at one of your very what first performances in in England. Yes, I think it was my second gig in general. At birthdays ever. in Dalston. Yes, a very hip, edgy <laughs> bar <laughs> in the right part of town. Very true. But um, can you like can you just tell us like I mean you're doing quite a lot. So there's a thumb piano. What, what are you actually blowing through? Is it like no? I was pantomimes? singing into it. There was a there's a surface mic. Okay. Tapped onto the back. And and what, what, what about the other things? I mean, uh, yeah, that was the the one man band thing that I was talking about. Yeah. So I have an electric violin and I have a drum pad and I can use the electric violin also to play bass. Right. Bass lines, just pitch it down and, yeah. and p- track the pitch. And uh, then I had a Wii remote to trigger other kinds of basses. Yeah. And um, yeah, just lots of. Uh, Lots of different elements. Is that is that I mean is is that actually portable? All of that stuff or yeah yeah yeah. I, it needs to fit in hand luggage. 
So it's suitcase this high. <laughs> and it works. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um going on to then like write a second record, to write a second album. I mean is that I don't know, is that easier or is it much harder? I mean is like is it more pressure to like do a second album? Do you just feel like oh am I only like you know, am I gonna replicate the first? Do I have to make a big departure? How how is it writing a second album? Well for me it's uh it's very exciting because I, I can kind of do the things that I liked about the first album and try to ma- enhance them, yeah. and do them better. Yeah, yeah. And I can not do the things anymore that I didn't like about the first album. Mm-hmm. And I can try new things which I haven't done before ever. Mm-hmm. And I think now I'm quite happy with, with how it turned out because it's a very, very balanced mixture of all these elements. Absolutely. And comes out at the end of October, correct? Yes, Malik gives me a thumbs up. <laughs> you also played, um, you performed at the 10 years of med school show at Fabric. Yeah. Was that the first time you played Fabric? And the last time, hopefully not. But well, yes. Um, say Fabric, as we all know. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, going from playing, going from playing like, say, birthdays in Dalston <laughs> to playing like Room 2 at Fabric, that's a big fucking change, right? Yeah. It took a few <laughs> years, though. <laughs> but no, but no stage fright going into fabric. No, 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 that was over then. It was a very nice, uh, nice evening. It was, um, yeah. I mean, the the the, the med school crowd was very exciting. I feel like I feel like I'd like to say that the med school crowd is um, a well-informed crowd, right? You know, I mean, like the med school crowd understands who the arised are. They know your first album. They know who Etherwood is. You know, I mean, I think it's something that as a company, we're very proud of that. We're able to kind of encourage people to have a more adventurous kind of uh, landscape for their music listening habits with medical. I can see that. Yeah. I had a, I mean, this was a few years ago with Bob's first album. Mm. That was really something special yeah absolutely there. and that I, I mean that's those were the early med school times i guess yeah right yeah and yeah. i was i was i came straight from drum and bass and mm. then i found found out about this album and i really thought wow this is um this is different somehow i think i think that with bop who's from st petersburg correct yeah. like with bop we had such a it was one of the more out there left field electronic records we'd ever heard and to be fair it was like it was Tony that kind of pushed that record and just said we we have to put this out you know and you know one of the nice things as a company is to think you know we have we have an outlet we have an opportunity to support and release music like that that otherwise might not be heard it's not it's not it's not like a commercial decision right (laughs) it's not going to go on the X Factor (laughs) But it's it's beautiful left field electronic music, and I feel like in being able to put out the bot record, hopefully hopefully putting out the bot record gave us an opportunity to then work with you and work with you, right? You also did you were doing some work with chords, chords with a K and a Z. Yes, and yeah. he is also from well, he's from Georgia. 
we, uh, it's the, from Georgia. Yeah, not the, in the country, not America, not the state, okay. the, the country. <laughs> and um, I met him at university in Basel. Okay, so he's kind of Swiss Georgian. He does some kind of collaborations and maybe even and also some shows with him as well. Uh, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very cool. So, with all the different things that you do, I mean, like, like now, like, so where are we? September 2016. What, what's the Frederick Robinson like performance direction now? At the moment, yeah, yeah. that is, um, that is me and a selection of analog synthesizers okay. and software synthesizers, mm-hmm. and um, they provide the material, and I keep everything alive on top of it. Okay. <laughs> do you feel like like are you the kind of artist that I mean do you get bored easily do you do you continually want to be doing different stuff because I kind of get that impression like you do a show with like a thumb piano and half an electric violin and like some bin bags and then you want to go do something else and then you want to go do something else I mean is that is that how you I don't know is that how your mind works constantly wanting to do different things or no, not different. I just want things to go towards a direction. So if I, um, well, basically, if I prepare a live show and then I play it this the same live show mm-hmm. ten times in a row, at the end I played ten live shows, mm-hmm. but the music didn't. There's nothing new about the music. So right. There was no development there. Right. So if I play it, then I hear it. I see what it does. I see how it feels, and I want to change some things. I want to tweak something. I just want to keep things moving, and which, in the produced music, just as well. Which is, which is kind of the opposite of all the successful dance music artists who want to do the same show for about three years and just get paid a lot of money, right? Well, maybe that's just my feeling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it it is a lot of work <laughs> to prepare a live show, and mm. sometimes you have time to do it, and other times you don't. I mean, yeah. if, if I played three shows in in two weeks then I can't change them every Mm. time Mm. but I just think it's uh, when you play live shows you need to have a certain certain drive to to keep developing things when you could also just sit back relax and and do the same thing over and over again because people won't if you play it in different cities nobody will notice Mm. but you don't gain anything from it besides Mm. having traveled and and some money and and that's it Mm. You have um, some gigs coming up in South Africa. Yeah. Is yeah. that going to be your first time in South Africa? Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm very excited. And from what everyone tells me, like South Africa is absolutely kind of ripe for new music. You know, we've had some artists going down to like Cape Town and Johannesburg, mm-hmm. just kind of DJing and people kind of saying, 
the audiences down there are just loving everything. You know, it's a little bit like when different um, communities and countries kind of open up to different styles of music, you know. Also, like, I, have you had two two features in Vogue? Yeah. Magazine. Yeah. So you do <laughs> X Factor. Yeah. Harper's Vogue, Harper's Bazaar. Harper's Bazaar. Yeah. And yeah. Vogue. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty amazing, really. Yeah. Don't you think? Thank you. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> but this is, I mean, th- this is like this is like mainstream media, mainstream culture. Mm. Right. Well, well, I mean, I'm telling yeah. you, it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. like Vogue, Vogue magazine never give us a call. Like mm. they, don't, they don't ring us up, right? But they want. I mean, is that Sonia? Is that because like, um, is that because uh, in the Ukraine, the focus is naturally on local artists and wanting to find the the, the new talent in the Ukraine? No, I think that we something new in Ukraine. Yeah. And it's like a wow. Yeah, right. Same as well, uh, because we are trying to look on stage, not like every band. Sure. Yeah, yeah. that's why they're finding this like mm-hmm. quite interesting. So that's why they're asking us to make these photos and stuff. What happens? So what happens next for the uh, We started to produce a guest new album yeah <laughs> <laughs> mullet says yes <laughs> yeah so mm, we trying to perform uh song old songs but in a new way okay you will hear it tomorrow yep uh and just basically doing the music mm-hmm. that's all so writing a new record oh and, and we have shoot uh, first video clip like with the script and the story and it will be done I guess in one or two weeks yeah so listen guys um, thank you so much thank you for coming down thank you too I, I know you've had a, a busy day Frederick you've only probably been in London for a couple of hours but so thank you all for coming down um, if there's anyone else you just want to say thank you to on camera Thank you to my mum. Yes, mum. Thank you to my mum, actually, as well. (laughs) And we are absolutely very much looking forward to seeing you all performing tomorrow. And we hope that we'll have a fabulous day in Finsbury Park tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you.